Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney, and Brittany is on vacation this week. So I have a couple guests in the studio with me today. We've got Brad, my husband, and then Justin and Curry have returned for this amazing episode. Hey. <laughs> my hey's not as great as that one, but I also say hey. And I'm not even going to try and compete with that. <laughs> So it's Wit and the boys tonight, <laughs> and we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about, <laughs> Curry's giving me a look like, oh, that was a bad delivery. <laughs> we're going to talk about talking to your kids about sex and our upbringing and, and what we experienced and what we don't want to repeat teaching our kids about sex and what we hope they'll learn from us. So who wants to start? Do we want to start with upbringings or... What Let's you guys talk about get? sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about sex. You oh, and me. you and me. <laughs> We're I also. That was going to be the intro, the intro of the. I was waiting for that song to start. <laughs> We're also just a little bit tipsy, so just uh, slow down a little bit. <laughs> might be a lot of giggling. Promise nothing. You guys want to talk about your upbringings? What was your upbringing as far as sex went? Did your did your parents ever sit you down and talk about sex? My parents were afraid to even say the word sex. Like, I don't think I even heard the word sex from my parents. It was really weird, I would say, now looking <laughs> back at it. It's weird that they didn't um, say it. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like that it's really not... I mean, it's a very much a part of life and what happens and how we all came about, so... Yeah, like growing up on a farm, I feel like the conversation about sex is, you know, they threw you out on the farm and you knew kind of how cows were made. Look, so. what, that, look what that cow and goat are doing over there. Cow and goat? Well, not necessarily together. But. I was like, wow, this is But a look new, at what those cows and those goats are doing. <laughs> not combined. But. But gro- I feel like growing up on a farm, that could have had an easy opening for the conversation of sex. Yeah, for sure. And I was fascinated by it, but I would say like... (laughs) I'm going to say Justin's favorite term of OMG. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just clarify. You're you're fascinated by the topic, not by watching the animals. Oh my God. Wow. 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 No, I I mean I was a little fascinated by the animals too. <laughs> You have this bowl that was like on top Why is this cow trying to get a piggyback from another cow? Right? Right? Like, what are they doing? And, and going back to that, it would have been a perfect opportunity for my parents to be like, oh, hey, this is what's happening. But instead, like, silence. <laughs> Nothing. Instead of your parents just like, well, we'll have a baby calf in about, in about 10 months. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. That that's a that good really, intro. Yeah, that really got serious real quick. So, or not so serious. So, so growing up in the Bradley house, it wasn't watching farm animals, I guess. 
But uh, like the movie Top Gun, I remember this very vividly. Is we watched Top Gun as a family one Sunday night with popcorn, my favorite. Anyways, the it's the president's car. The uh, slow music starts. Everybody knows what scene I'm talking about with Tom Cruise. Yeah, not that I was watching Tom Cruise, but. <laughs> It's fine if you were. Anyways, everybody in my family, the sex scene starts and everybody's just sitting there like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look at anyone else and see what anyone else is doing. This is kind of hot, but at the same time, (laughs) we never talked about sex growing up either. So like this, whenever there was sex in a movie, it was very, very uncomfortable for the whole family. Nobody would say anything. At those those scenes. Are you saying that your home sex education was strictly movies? Yes. In a way. What? Okay, that's good to know. I mean so there was never there was never a conversation. It wasn't like, sex. hey, come watch this movie and see what sex is. It was just we watched rated R movies as a family and those scenes happened to be in there and they were uncomfortable for everyone. See, and, and I totally get that because like growing up for me. We, if those scenes came up, even like on a sitcom or something, like my mom would turn the channel. Like you didn't even get to even witness that. Like that was, you know. And he didn't so, get like, to the uncomfortable part. It was just yeah, going. yeah, for sure. And so it was like instantly you kind of start to develop this like taboo. We don't talk about it. We don't watch it. It's weird. It's awkward. And yeah. So, and that's very much how my family grew up is you just didn't talk about it. Sex was never a topic of conversation. It was never anything that you could discuss. But yet anytime that the idea of sex would come up or the idea of having a conversation, there was a 3D pop-up book on the <laughs> library shelf. <laughs> That my parents would threaten to bring out. Whoa, 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 whoa. A 3D pop-up book? A 3D pop-up book. You would turn the page and things would pop out at you. What what kind of things? (laughs) You would have 3D 3D (laughs) vaginas, 3D penises. What in the world? You would open it up and it would just be there. (laughs) Were you ever tempted to open your mouth? (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> I see this being a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> I want to know the name of this book. I yeah, want to give it away as well. I'm going to have to find this book again just to start giving out to neighbors. It's probably still in your parents' library. So. It probably is. But that that was sex conversations at our houses that there was a book and if you wanted to know anything about it that's where you would go so it wasn't a conversation it was uh go to the library you can find a book about it exactly it was a known that there is this book in the library and that's as much as we're going to talk about wait so they didn't actually like read the book with you or no they would just refer you to the book If you go wow. to the library on shelf a <laughs> wait right you, wait 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 you had a library in your house? What is, this, what is this rich kid conversation here? Nothing in that library did I want to read after seeing that book. I would have lived in a library. If my house had a library, I would have lived in that. And I would have had probably better sex education. Wow. 
I kind of want to go in more detail about this book, but I guess we should probably just order it so that we can witness this book for ourselves. Curry, did you actually look through the book and read it yourself? I I never read. I after a few pages, I was done. My sex education, my my family is very open, but in a joking manner. So it was never let's sit down, like let's sit down and have an actual conversation about what sex is and when to have it, when not to have it, or, you know, things that can happen if you choose this path, anything like that. It was really just a joke is thrown out here or there about sex or the awkward watching movies (laughs) with a sex scene in it like Brad's. So like your parents, did they ever give you like the talk of the birds and the bees or anything like that? No, never. Really? Yep. The only, the only talk I got was like the maturation program. In elementary school, so whatever grade it was, I can't even remember now. Yeah, fifth grade, sixth grade. That was the only time, and we didn't even talk about it. My dad just happened to be in the same room as somebody talking about it to me. And so we'd go to a program after school, after hours. They have donuts and orange juice. Wait, yours was after hours? Yeah, it was after hours. Ours was during school. We went to yeah, another... There was no escaping that class. No, uh, like we went to another you were called school. down. We went to another what? school and they talk about it and they talk about puberty and they give you deodorant and a condom. And Wait, whoa, whoa, what? whoa. Kate, you guys are in Utah and I never had any of this. Like I you don't. You guys didn't have a maturation no, program. Nothing. We grew nothing. up in the city. No. <laughs> I, I, I figured you I guys had, had farm animals. I know, right? And like, for I had to learn about condoms by finding them on the playground and asking, "What is this?" Like that's how I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew what a condom was growing up. We just. I think Googled I saw it in a movie, and that's how I knew what a condom was. What movie did you watch? Wow. I've never That's... seen such a movie that was at least at the movie uh, what store. Is that movie? The movie store? <laughs> How old are you? Blockbuster. Blockbuster for all of you non millennials. Blockbuster was great. Oh my gosh. No, like, um, never been kissed. I mean, I don't even know how old I was when that came out. I, I probably was old enough to know what a condom was at that point, but that's the one that comes to mind when they're. She goes back to high school and she's in a health class and they're putting the condoms on a banana. Wow. That is crazy. Like I think yeah, the we first, don't get that here in Utah. The first so. time that I have actually like like I saw a condom when I was like in grade school. I think they were on the playground. We were like, What is this? And one of my friends was like, Oh my gosh, that's what a condom. Did you guys grow up I know. With? Well, that shows you like <laughs> what part of town my uh, grade school was in. <laughs> The condom part of town. <laughs> so obviously you went to school with Whitney. So. <laughs> um, but, but like to actually like see like what it like a package or like a little, you know, it was like when I was in high school. So now thinking back to it, I remember getting like they had these like gift bags at the end that had deodorant and a condom in there. I don't know whatever happened to it. I'm sure my parents confiscated that <laughs> at some point because I never thought about it again. Interesting. Let me just see what's in that bag, Brad. <laughs> well, you don't need this. You won't be using this anytime soon. Especially in fifth or sixth grade. That's probably true. Probably true. They were probably trying to get me to practice on a banana. The people that were teaching the school. 
I would have loved to practice on a banana when I was that age. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking you did. <laughs> this, this is what happens when you bring the gays onto the podcast. <laughs> Their maturation program should be different. <laughs> Very true, very true. Justin, Justin, get the banana out of your mouth. Uh. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have to talk about pregnancy here. It's going to be no a long risk. court battle. Long court battle, as you've heard on the wow. previous episode. Wow. <laughs> Was it not until you were older that you... Do you now, looking back, wish that your parents would have talked to you about sex? Or are you okay with how that all went with your upbringing? Looking back now, I would say, like, I still, because of how taboo sex was at home, I still think having the conversation now with my parents would be so awkward. Like, looking back, I wouldn't change it because it was so taboo. That's just what it was. But I've changed that now in our conversations with kids and with upbringing and talking with Justin. Like, it's not, it shouldn't be taboo because it is what everybody is doing it's natural so looking looking back you wouldn't change the way you were brought up you don't want to have that conversation with your parents but you want to be more open with your kids moving forward so you can have those conversations right right yeah i think that if our parents were different like i mean thinking back i wouldn't want to have that conversation with my parents like even like it's fascinating because you know we obviously look at sex differently now um right and when we had my mom was over visiting, um, it was probably about a year ago, and we were watching TV, and there was a sex thing that that came up, and she was like, "Oh, Justin, turn the channel," and I was like, "Mom, no, it's okay. You know, we're we're not ashamed of sex, and and sex is a very natural part of life, and we're not afraid to to watch it, nor are we afraid to have a conversation about it." And you could tell that, like for her, like how terrifying that was for her that I was even like willing to say such a thing. And, and so like going back, like, I don't know that I would want it any different be kind of like what Curry said, like, because of where our parents were at, it just makes it weird, you know? Yeah. I I mean, our parents were raised in a very different generation than even we were. And I, I am guessing it was even more of a taboo thing back then so I don't know that I would change sure. it either. I mean, my parents, it's always just a, it's a joking manner. That's the way we get through everything in my family is we're going to joke about it, yep. but it's not a serious conversation of this is what you need to look out for, or this is what you should be doing to protect yourself or nothing like that. Right. Right. So with my family, it was very taboo as well. And we still don't talk about it. I don't think I ever heard my parents, either one say sex penis, vagina, none of it. It didn't exist. I agree. That's the <laughs> but same. But now yep. Whitney brings this joking manner <laughs> to my family. It's alive and well in me. <laughs> so we're having Thanksgiving dinner and Whitney likes to joke about it. And she's like, Bradley, did you just grab my boobs <laughs> in front of my mom, directly to my mom? My mom's looking at her. She definitely heard it. And my mom... <laughs> We'll go about her business like nothing was said. <laughs> I would die. Or she'll change the subject. And I just, 
This, it just brings this me gravy, so much joy. This gravy is really good. Like, did you use flour or <laughs> cornstarch? She will completely change the subject, even though people are looking at her, waiting for a response. She will die. not. Uh, she my, will not. It's like my favorite way to torture your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your poor mom. I feel bad. <laughs> Justin's very similar that it's so like just out there and it's let's talk about it. And I just clam up because of my upbringing. Like I, I do the same curry. I, do the same. I just don't even. Well, and here's the thing. I want to be open with my kids, but we have, we have a 10 year old and I find myself being awkward about it. It's being taboo. Yeah. And I, yeah. Because I didn't have those conversations growing up. So it's like trying to pave a whole new path of how do I talk about my kids this way without me making it awkward or making them feel awkward. And that's always, am I, am I making her feel awkward when I'm talking about, okay, okay look, look, let's play cool, play it cool. And then it never comes off cool. And, you know, I'm like, how do, how do I do this without yeah. it being a complete shit show? Well, in our last, our daughter's 13. And she went through her last maturation class mm-hmm. in junior high and came home with what a worksheet. Last. Yeah, what's yeah, well, that's last well, yeah. the last one, most recent, like, I mean. They, like there's multiple. There's did more they have than one? They did this year. They had two different ones, I think. You what? can see how involved I am in this stuff <laughs> because like, I had no idea. Well, the most recent maturation class, she came home with a worksheet that talked about what they went over, what they talked about, what they discussed. And questions basically for parents to talk about with their kids. Basic questions that I'm with you, Whitney. I was like, uh, uh, I don't really want to talk about this, but yet I had to sign it. I had to sign the paper that I did talk about it. So I asked her the questions just as they were. And it opened up that whole conversation of what is sex? What what does it mean to have sex? They didn't cover any of that in the school. She didn't even what? know what a lot of that meant, what it meant to have sex. I'm totally shocked because I skipped my maturation program. So I don't even know what that was like. But thinking back on it, I guess in middle school, we had a class. Like a health class, right? Like a health class, but they talk about these things again. Right. And I remember the teacher I had, so probably the week before, he was talking about a book that he wrote about some Navy SEAL guy torturing people. And then oh. the next week, you go into this class about sex, and he was like, I don't want anybody you know, laughing about when I say penis and vagina and all these things. And everybody, Every seventh grader is just giggling. <laughs> yeah, right? But right. Everybody, everybody was scared in their seats. I remember sitting there like, I'm not going to say any jokes because this guy, this he just me. told me how he wrote a book about torturing somebody as a Navy SEAL. There's no way I'm going to say any, any joke at this point. But I didn't remember that until you brought that up, that there was another maturation program. Yeah, and I think it actually was the health class or that she was mm-hmm. in. But I, I, it goes back to say, like, I, I don't think the schools can actually talk about they can't. the sex part of it. They can only talk about the changes that your oh. body is feeling. They talked about STDs and stuff like that, but I don't think they talked about safe sex or anything I re- like that. Yeah. I mean... Interesting. I just remember some questions that were asked in class. So maybe it wasn't necessarily being taught, but (laughs) my health teacher in seventh grade was very different. She was, she was gorgeous, very pretty, tiny, petite, single lady. But I remember people being like, 
So you're saying having sex, some girl raised her hand and was like, you're saying having sex is like shoving two tampons up there. Like, why would I want to do that? So I like, I remember having some conversations about, about sex. <laughs> Curry, Curry's dying. Curry, Curry's now thinking about this in a whole new light. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As a seventh grader, I was also saying that. Wow. Um, didn't, wow. That didn't cross my that mind. Before. So now you can understand the awkwardness of two gay dads trying to help your teen understand tampons. Like, Yeah, for real. Uh, because I, I'm a female <laughs> and have just started having this conversation with my 10-year-old and it's awkward like, as shit. Yeah. Thank God for ants. Well, and she didn't even know what sex meant. And so going back to that real quick, like she didn't even know what the act or what sex was, like what actually defines sex and having to explain that to her. And like, you talked about this and everybody's taboo about it at school and laughing, but yet there was no conversation of what actually the act of sex was. So are they actually not allowed to teach what sex is? I thought they couldn't talk about like ways to prevent pregnancies. They can't talk about contraceptives or anything like that. But I thought there was at least a conversation about. I think the whole idea is kind of what you said, Brad, it's like the deodorant, it's body changes. It's how do we take care of our body? How do we keep ourselves clean? But there's no penis girls have a vagina. Yeah, but that's it. Like that's really where it ends. My biggest thing was this is what a circumcised penis looks like and an uncircumcised. And they went over that in our maturation program. I'm like, what the hell? The other one exists? <laughs> That's that a, was a foreign thing for me. Different types? That's a whole nother podcast. That of is a whole Whether we should or shouldn't circumcise. <laughs> that is a debate. We're just we waiting to find tonight. out if Justin Curry ever have a boy or not. There will be, <laughs> so you can have this I conversation. Know. There will be friends and I there will know. be enemies on that podcast. <laughs> there definitely will be. Um, no, but this is all, I mean, I think this all goes back to like every, like, I don't think the conversation of what sex actually is ever happens. And so why are we afraid to talk about really what the process of sex is and what, like, why do we, why are we afraid or what, you know, what's so taboo about talking about that with our kids? So, so you guys are three years ahead of us in this with kids. Yeah. Have you guys had, had the talk and to what extent has the talk gone? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have had that conversation and looking back at, kind of like we talked about before of what our upbringing was and what our conversation about sex was. We said, we want to do this differently. We want to do it differently with our kids, that there is a conversation that's an open, it's natural. It's going to come up, but let's make it something that's not uncomfortable and that's normal. And that she understands everybody's having sex. Like this is part of life. And and that everybody's having sex that are adults, yes. but that um, kind of what sex means, the emotional aspect of sex, um, obviously going through the process of having Piper through a surrogate, um, we had to educate her of the process of how that, that happens. happens. Our 13-year-old. Yeah, our 13-year-old, yeah. 
and and she actually watched that happen, so she understood kind of how babies were made. She and watched, we, she watched that happen as in oh, she watched the birth, the birth. The birth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there we go. Yes, um, luckily that was all like artificial. You know, we she have to watch the process on that. So, um, <laughs> but um, but so that, that was I mean, but she was nine, and so you know we had that conversation at nine years old, and then I would say. It was just this last, probably when she was 12, that we had more of a, you know, in-depth conversation of really what sex is, how it happens. Like, when she was at the point where she could understand more at 12 and 13, where the conversation could go further, we could talk about more involved what sex was, what what happens during sex, what it is, but also the outcomes of sex. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also like on top of that is not only the outcomes, but removing the guilt and the shame from the conversation. Because I think that often, you know, growing up in a religious household, we often were controlled by fear and, Definitely. and guilt and shame. And, and that if our parents could instill enough shame and guilt in us that we would not do that. And... In my experience, that didn't work. Um, most of my friends were doing that in high school. And, and so we wanted to make sure that, you know, whatever environment we provided, we, we wanted to remove that from it. And it was strictly just, hey, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to make this so that we can talk about it. If you have questions, come to us, talk to us about it. If, if, if for some reason you decide you want to do it, like, feel free to come talk to us about it. We, we're happy to educate you and, and make sure that, you know, we're supportive and, and not that we're saying, Hey, go have sex because I don't necessarily believe that. But, um, being able to provide the information about it and the risks and everything that's associated with it, both em uh, emotionally and physically. Right. Well, and I would say, I mean, I, I think especially here in Utah, and maybe that's just because this is where I was born and raised. And I, I think probably for a lot of states where it is the the fear-based teachings of, I feel like that's kind of what my parents relied on was the religion to teach not to have sex. And it was it was totally a fear-based teaching, you know, and that, that was our, that was the lesson of why not to have sex, for sure, you for know? Sure. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Well, but going back to that, like I always think back to like I've I've talked to so many people who they grow up and they're like, sex is bad. Sex is bad. Like there's so much there's so much fear and there's guilt and there's shame and there's all this surrounded by it. So they go get married and then they go have sex. And then and, they realize that. And what's associated with sex is what guilt, shame hell? and fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though they're married. They feel dirty. Yeah, they you feel still, gross. You don't turn those feelings they, off. Yeah, exactly. They want, that's what you've been taught. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and within one one hour, all of a sudden, sex is okay, and it's acceptable, and it's fine. And, and now it's a beautiful thing that you're just supposed to do all the time. Absolutely. And you just, you can't, like you guys said, you can't turn that off. Your upbringing of the guilt and shame, and now it's okay, but yet you still don't know what it is. You don't even know what that means. You don't even know, how to, don't even know how to have it. You don't know what that actually, because all along it was no, 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 no. And now in one hour, it's fine. 
And there's no understanding mentally or physically of what what that means. Yes. I remember what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> but I feel like it comes up like every every few years, at least here in Utah, about changing the education system here to start talking about more in-depth with sex, about contraceptives, about how to better protect kids, how to, you know, get rid of un wanted pregnancies or get rid of, but like how to protect yeah, against yeah, unwanted right, pregnancies. Right. Um, and I feel like it, it always gets shot down here. And I think people are afraid that if we talk about sex to our kids, it's going to make them want to have, wanna sex. have sex. Right. And that is the complete, to me, it's the complete opposite. I think if you keep it a secret, it becomes more taboo, more exciting, more thrilling. And then these kids aren't educated. They don't understand the emotional tie that comes with it or really the consequences of that they could pick up an STD, that they could have an unwanted pregnancy. All these things that come with that, they're not being taught, but it's that taboo excitement thing. Absolutely. When I think the emotional side of sex was never a discussion. Like I no. never had that discussion of what emotionally sex can be and where that could lead to other things or nothing. Yeah. I only remember being taught and maybe or it talked about at some point, maybe it was between girlfriends and probably because I am a girl. I just remember being told a few times like for sex for girls it's emotional for guys it's physical and i don't i mean i don't agree with that i think it it can go <laughs> brad's going eh, yeah i mean that sounds right <laughs> i mean i think it can go both ways for either person absolutely i think i agree with that it can go both ways but it also taught me or instilled in me that sex should be emotional for me interesting i remember in middle school <clears throat> Going from middle school to high school, we combined two high schools or two, two middle two yeah two middle school or junior highs to one high school. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the other high or the other middle school or junior high was having more sex than ours. I think was. that's always the rumor, though. Yeah, I guess I guess that's like when the stories the come out. But you hear all these stories, and I was like, "What in the world? Like, why are these?" How is this happening? To me, it was so foreign. And like growing up in the LDS religion, it was basically when you get married is when you'll have sex. Even though I knew people were doing it beforehand, I never really thought about it until I got to high school. And that's when people are like, oh, did you hear blank, blank, blank? All this stuff like so-and-so and so-and-so got together in middle school and did this. And I'm like, what in the world? It was so foreign to me, and I don't know if it was our junior high or middle school was not having sex, or at least as much. I felt like I had like 30 groups of friends, so I would have known about, I knew knew some people were, but I didn't know that many people were until I got to high school, and it was so eye-opening for me that I heard that this other school, and I heard all these rumors of other people, of course they're rumors, but... It was so it was so foreign to me because growing up here it was hey once you get married this happens and I just always for some reason thought that was the way it was supposed to be and it was going to happen even though I didn't really believe in the religion but yeah and so I think that's a really good point because you know we're 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 definitely taught that of like wait till you get married but like for me it was the same thing and 
it wasn't necessarily that it was another school, but like everybody was doing it, you know? And so obviously they were getting taught the same thing that I was or wasn't, but the, they were of the same religion that I was a part of and being told not to do it, but yet they were still doing it. So, you know, looking back, I think that's why it's very important to educate your kids about the process of and the risks of the emotional outcomes of and all of that, because whether or not we instill fear and, and guilt and shame and all of that, which I don't agree with, but they're going to do it. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, for me, looking back to high school, it was, you know, the kids that whatever religion they were, I mean, it really did not matter if someone was religious or not. Not everyone, not everyone was having sex, but it, it didn't matter your background. Kids were having sex and they were choosing to have it or not to have it. And the religion wasn't playing a role in that. Yeah. Yeah. When I think growing up too, the kids that were having sex, it was almost a judgment because of the background and because of what we were taught growing up is you don't have sex. Then somebody that did have sex, it was a judgment. It was a passing of judgment of like, oh, they're wrong. Like they're bad people. And they've made a huge mistake. Yeah. And and that they weren't really good people anymore and i and i completely disagree with that now in how we're teaching our kids is that's that's not a judgment of character right that we don't look back at somebody that does prior to marriage or prior to understanding all these effects or long-term um things there that that we judge them or that they're less of a person because of a choice they made no, I absolutely agree with that. So I did sleep with a boyfriend in high school. Oh, slam. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, you know, I made that choice and to be honest, it wasn't, um, yeah, that's a long story. It's probably for another day. It, it's very convoluted. The reason why right. I made that choice, which I think for a lot of people in high school, it would be, you know, uh, the pressure there by whoever, you know, and just there's so much to it anyway. So I did, I slept with a boyfriend in high school. Um, I thought you were a virgin. No, (laughs) Brad, I I already had a kid when we got together, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember, I remember, I mean, this relationship was, uh, like volatile anyway. It wasn't a great relationship. But even moving past that relationship and getting into another one, I remember that guy finding out about it and saying like, oh, I would never disrespect you in that way. And I remember it hitting me in not a great, yeah. uh, it was not a great comment. And I know it came from like a good place in his heart. He he truly, because we were religious, he truly thought that that was I, I would never disrespect you and that I like, I would never sleep with you and, you know, break that moral code yeah. that we had, but it, it did not hit me in a good way because I had made that choice already. So let me ask you though, going back to that, what emotional, like, was there, a, what did you feel emotionally? Did you feel like you were totally like. Because I know a lot of girls that the person they first have sex with, it 
causes some emotional turmoil. Like, did you experience that? Or was it just, oh, hey, this was sex? Or, you know, was there a lot of guilt and shame associated with that? Or... I might be able to answer some of that, Justin, on that. <laughs> so tonight we went to dinner, and there was a car parked next to us, and she was like, that's the ugliest color green car. <laughs> so I don't know how long ago did you graduate? 16 years ago? 15, 15 years, years ago. ago? She was like, so so-and-so's girlfriend on the side drove a color car that the same color it's an odd color green she was like oh i would have i would have loved to punch her in the face and i was like what the hell like this was literally 15 years ago so obviously there is some emotion involved hold on let's back up a minute in this scenario there there is a lot of emotion that was um my first real boyfriend in high school. Um, it, and that relationship was not great. Um, he was cheating on me the whole time we were together with his ex-girlfriend. With the green car girl? With the green car girl. <laughs> um, and it became um, an abusive relationship. I feel like he was very manipulative. Emotionally abusive. How old were you? Um, 15. So freshman in high school. Yep. Okay. Uh, sophomore. 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 Okay. So I feel like, and there were some choices. I feel looking back, I slept with him to try to keep him yeah. around. Yeah. You know, he was already cheating on me. He was wishy-washy. He was going around with other people behind my back. So I felt like I, in all honesty, I made that choice. Because at the time I thought I loved him, yeah. of course, and I yeah. didn't. At that 15, was my like, yeah, yeah. That was my knowledge of love to yeah. that point. So I made that decision to try to also make him love me, and for us to work out. It very quickly fell apart, and I, I remember seriously after we slept together. Not even kidding. Like an hour later, I was like, "I'm going to talk to my bishop, and I think you should talk to your bishop." Like it was already a shameful. Thing. Experience, yes. And your bishop is a religious person for those that didn't grow <laughs> for those up. That don't LDS. know, yeah. Sorry, for those that don't know, it's it's like your priest or whatever that you would confess your sins to. So going back and thinking back now, Brad's pouring another drink, and that's fantastic, <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that, and I need one too. Um, going back, would you say that um, during this experience? And during dating this guy and having this experience, would it have been helpful to have parents that had maybe a different conversation about sex? Or would, even if they were completely open and like, would you talk to them about that? Like, um, say, eliminate the bishop from the conversation, but would you talk to your parents? Or did you talk to your parents? Yeah, or did you talk to your parents? Or did the bishop force you to? Brad, Brad already knows this. When I when I went and confessed to the bishop, he actually made me tell my parents. He he called my parents and said that I had something to talk to them about it. Wow! So it for it forced my hand, and it was the worst conversation of my whole life. But was that the worst conversation of your life because of the no, tabooness? Of, yes, but of I was that. also later. Um, there were comments made by my parents that made me feel more shame. During that conversation or prior? Later. 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 Like I, okay. I told my parents what happened and then I felt like it was 
my decisions were thrown back in my face. Almost held later. against you yes, later. For sure. It was, I remember a, a comment that was made of, well, you chose to sleep with a boyfriend, so how could we ever trust you again? On something that didn't have anything to do with that conversation. So you had that conversation with your parents. So my history is I dated the same girl from like the third week in high school all the way till after graduation. So we didn't sleep together for the longest time. But yet my, I'm sure, like I didn't even think about it. I didn't think I was making a choice to be... I don't sexually even know. pure? <laughs> sexually pure? I don't, like... I never thought about it in a religious way at all, but I just never thought about it at all. Like we just, like we would make out like crazy, but I never thought that I was like saving myself or anything like that. But I'm assuming now looking back, my parents thought that was happening all the time. Thought that you were sleeping with her, having sex with her. Interesting. But I never was. They wanted me to be home at nine because the Holy Ghost goes to bed at nine. I skipped seminary to have sex. So it doesn't matter what time the Holy Ghost goes to bed. <laughs> Kids will find any time of day to have sex. And I went to seminary high. So we're on the same page here. Like <laughs> He obviously takes naps during the day. I, so, I, I slept sorry. seminary Look, to go to back, McDonald's. It's, but It's no wonder I turned out the way I did. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> it's the same. It's yeah. the same. So my question would be, though, is having the conversation you had with your parents and the repeated bringing up, oh, we can't trust you because of this or we can't do you can't do this because of that. How would you change that conversation now? If your child came to you and said, hey, this is what happened, and I had sex with my boyfriend, how would you change the conversation now with your own kid? Well, I think it'd be the same kind of answer that Justin was asking. Like, how do I wish my parents would have changed the way that that happened or that conversation happened? And I think it's if if one of my children came to me and said, I slept with my boyfriend, I think I would start by asking, like, did were, was it protected? Did you take precautions? How do you feel about the situation? You know, checking on that emotional state. Yeah, just Absolutely. having a like an open conversation where they feel like they can communicate. Because I feel like if my child is coming to me and telling me that, I feel like there might be something else that they also need to tell me. Whether it's that they feel guilty about it, or that they didn't use protection, or something. Maybe, maybe they would just want me to know so we could get them on birth control or whatever it is. I feel like there's also another underlying reason to have that conversation. And I'd want to just ask more questions and let them kind of lead the conversation. You know, because especially growing up in a religious household, I already felt the guilt and shame. I already knew that what I had done was not what was expected of me at all. Um, so I, I was already feeling that guilt and shame and then just to have it stacked on top. And then, you know, to find out that of course other kids at school were finding out and cause we, we, I mean, <laughs> like I said, we skipped it seminary stay silent. right? Yeah. and we went to a friend's house to have sex. So it's not like it was a complete 
Secret. Secret. You know, other people knew about it. So then it's just like all these things and you're, it it becomes like almost a tornado effect, I guess. You know, all these things are just. So going back, does the pressure come from other friends as they find out as well? Was that also a pressure or was that part of where you were coming from at the point where your other friends were finding out there it's kind of going through the rumor mill in high school. Did that play into your emotional state? Uh, I mean, I, I was already, like I said, literally like 20 minutes after we had sex, I was like, oh, I've, yeah, sure. I, I've, I mean, even go to be honest with you going into it, I already knew that I was going to feel that way leaving. Yeah. Because so, of upbringing. Because of my upbringing. Like I, yeah. I already knew okay. going into it and choosing to make that decision that I was going to have to go through certain steps to right myself. To right the wrong. Right. Repent your sins. Exactly. Hmm. Clear my name with, with God. <laughs> you know, like I was already aware of that. So I had made a choice already knowing that there would be consequences So the friends didn't really play into it. I already knew that I was going to have to do this. But, you know, when people start bringing up certain things or hinting that they know, it's like, fuck, you know. (laughs) Right, right, right. This is a choice I made. So did this person know that you were going to be doing this? Oh, yeah, I told him. I told him right off. What was his take on it? I I know my take would be on it. I just want to know what his (laughs) take would be on it. Um, Probably shocked, but he was like, oh, okay. Like, Probably like shit. Great. It, do you feel like he felt the same guilt? No, I don't. It, that you felt at the time? No, because he was already messing around with other people. He, he pled the fifth like I would do, probably. <laughs> I'm just fascinated that you went and talked to your bishop. Like, I just remember, like, I got so drunk one night and then went to baptisms for the dead the next day. <laughs> Because I was so, like, I just, I didn't tell my bishop those kinds of things. Like, I refused to, like, talk about it. So you and Brad are on the same level. <laughs> I, I felt well, much no, more and, fear and, of God. <laughs> and, and maybe that, and I don't know. And I guess that's, like, I, I don't want to be disrespectful because I know that that's a disrespectful comment. But no, 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 I was literally hung over going to the temple the next day and to do that. But yet, I... I I, I don't know, like, so, like, is it part of your your upbringing that you felt like you needed to go talk to your bishop for that, or? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely do. Like, that What was definitely a big part of our upbringing and a big part of the lessons I feel like I received was that that was a big sin. Sexual yeah. sin was a huge sin. That, that was definitely something to talk to your religious leader yeah, over. Yeah, it wasn't a question of, should I and make be it talking right. it's just about you had like, to do the, it. yeah, this was like an absolute, you've made a huge mistake. You have to, you have wow. to talk to a bishop to move past that. So going into another sexual experience, was that a forefront prior to another encounter or another experience? Was um, this, is this something that comes into play down the road multiple more times? It probably should have been a warning. <laughs> tell, tell, open up, Winnie. Tell us what you're... I guess I'm just a little bit more sexual than other people. 
<laughs> I fooled that around. That didn't stop you. Actually, <laughs> though, actually, though, I don't think so. I think this is a very common thing, and that's why I think Probably. this is an important subject because I do think it's a very common thing that needs to be talked about more often to remove the taboo, the shame, the guilt around all of it. I saved myself till marriage, so. Oh my God. <laughs> Biggest lie of the night. Right there. I will admit my lie. That was a lie. I will. We're going to have people calling us like, uh, we know that was a lie. I have firsthand experience. Uh, I was there. Um, but no, I'm really I- curious of how far that experience, I mean, that seemed like a first and an like a big moment like a did scarring that, moment right right yeah. and did that that carry on to multiple other experiences of reliving the first or um, this experience which no i mean i did i did not sleep with it i didn't have sex with anyone again before marriage but i did fool around with other boyfriends really so after you were 15 you had that experience and you never had sex again until you were married yeah Wow. And Justin, this, she got she got married very young. I was nineteen. But that's still but for you. <laughs> like Yeah, I wow. I did not sleep with anyone else until I got married at nineteen. Um, just because of circumstances or because of the kind of scarring effect of this experience. No, previous. I mean I definitely could have slept with other boyfriends. I could have. But I I think it was a little bit of a scarring experience and I think I felt like if I didn't take it to that level, then you I didn't still need okay. to. I mean, I knew. I mean, so, from the religious standpoint, you're not okay, right, and I right. kind of knew that, but I kind of played it off as as long as I don't sleep with somebody. So, kind of okay. in your head, you were thinking, as long as we we can do everything, but uh, okay, I say that, but my ex husband, when we were dating, we pretty much did everything, but. And I did feel like I needed to confess before we got married in the temple. So I did. So so I'm going to be, this is totally bad, but like, I'm just going to say it because I had friends who did this. I had friends who had anal sex because that wasn't that's sex. Fine. That's fine, Justin. That's fine. <laughs> no, so, I, I'm like, aware that anal sex is sex. <laughs> it has sex in the title. That wasn't. I did not have okay, it. Okay. Because I, I mean, I just okay. wanted to, because that is a thing. Like It is. You know. I've heard that a lot. And people out there, anal sex. It's in, it's it's in the title. Sex. It's still yeah. sex. What about docking? I heard Soaking? That's a thing going docking? On. <laughs> We're from uh, Utah, obviously. Um, I'm pretty you sure. You don't know if it doesn't count. Okay. I, I haven't we, Googled we, it, but I'm sure you could Google. Like, We're just soaking. It's BYU. fine. <laughs> BYU sex terms or non-sex terms? I'm sure that's a thing. No, but but okay, but but Brad, you make a really good point. I think that the lack of education, the lack of conversation, allows for interpretation. These minors, of, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And in fact, I was listening to a, a different podcast. Who it was actually a therapist that was talking about sex and. She was talking about how a lot of teens have anal sex because they think that because it's not penis, vagina, vagina, that it's not sex. And um, and and she she talked about the risks of that involved too because there obviously is a lot of risk and and things involved in that. Um, but yeah, it was just fascinating to me that just the lack of conversation or the lack of education 
allowed these minors to kind of develop their own understanding of what sex is. And I, re- I remember that growing up as well of like, what is sex? What is, and so when growing up in my time, I don't know if this is still the conversation happening, is no heavy petting. Yeah. Yeah, what we remember the hell? that one. Yeah. We don't, yes. I don't even know. I didn't even know back then. I was like, I don't know how far I can take this. I still Heavy don't petting. know what that means. Well, I was saying I was groping, <laughs> not petting. But yet, obviously, it was heavy petting. That's a very good agree. question. Yeah, but it no. was, everybody was, and I think that's human nature, as they say, don't get to this point. And they draw a line in the sand, and they say, don't get to that. Human nature is going to say, I'm going to go move every piece of sand up into that line, and I'm going to see how close I can get to it. And that's what I think a lot of kids do. Instead of like, okay, instead of educating of like, if you do get to this point, if you get to that line and you cross it, what steps should you take? What should you right, do? Right. And it's no, and that's not it. It's just we're going to draw the line. We're going to tell you what you know, kind of what the line is, but then we're not going to tell you what is before the line or after the line. Yeah. And then people take their own interpretation of it. Of of growing is. up, right? I remember I'm like. Well, I think this is okay right, because like, I'm not going to pet it, but I'm going to touch it. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I grab it. Does that count? It's Does not that necessarily count? petting. I am right. literally grabbing it forcefully. But <laughs> no, I'm but no, that's a really good point because again, like if you don't talk about it, they don't, don't know, know what they beyond don't know that what line. that means. I they, mean, it's. Go ahead. And I, I don't think people know what the consequences are or the outcomes are past that line because we don't ever discuss what happens past the line. Well, I think even before the line, they don't know. And that's right. why these people Absolutely. like exactly the BYU it. thing going on with the, I'm right. docking. What the hell is that? Right. Sex. And, you know, it's sex. <laughs> right. It, it right. is sex, but it's like, well, no, sex is the line and the line says you're going to be entering and you're going to be going in and out. That's, that's what the line is. But, but if, if we, I go in and I don't go in and out and in and out, it's fine. Although, because but if you go in, you're going to go out. Or, well, I'm not talking about before or after. I'm just talking about the direct what line. What does that must come down? <laughs> but, but if we don't give it the same label of sex. Correct. Right. We call it something else. If we call it something else, we give it a different label, we give it a different term, it's acceptable. But if we call it sex then it's past the line or it is the line. And that's the thing is like, so, so calling it docking or whatever they soaking may call or it, whatever. soaking or so that's the thing is, the so you is. talk about this line of sex and that's when you talk about the, what to take the precaution wise of wearing a condom, birth control and all those things. That's if you're going to be having sex, but if you're docking or soaking or doing anal sex, all these things, you don't have to like you don't have to talk about the protection and things that you should do to prevent certain things. In the minors in the minor's mind, yes, that's what they're thinking. Like I don't need to wear a condom because I'm only right. docking. Unfor- yes. And unfortunately yet, that's a lack of education. Like, Absolutely. The, gray, yeah. the gray sides on both sides of that yes. dark line. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and unfortunately the education really has to come from home, especially, yes, especially in a state like Utah. And I know there's a lot of other states yep. just like us. 
you're not going to get the education that is really needed or your kids are not going to get the education that's really needed in school. Right. And I think a lot of parents rely on that because it's an awkward conversation. They don't want to have it. The school is going to teach them and it'll all be fine. They're not getting the in-depth conversations that they really need to protect themselves or to be comfortable with themselves and what they're going to do. But I also think the conversation that never happens is the emotional side. Correct. Is the emotional side of sex of what that could be emotionally or physically. We, we talk about what the act of sex is, but we don't talk about the emotions on either party. And I think that's a part that a lot of people are missing is what that could do long-term emotionally, how that sticks with you long-term, how that sticks with you, your first experience to your second experience or your third or fourth, or that moment of realizing like, Either I feel guilty or I don't feel guilty. You don't talk about the emotional side. So we talked about the stereotype earlier where the female will normally have more emotions tied to sex than the male. I have found that stereotype true. Yes, I agree with that. I do agree. But it, it taught me that that saying taught me that sex was supposed to be emotional for me. And I don't think it's emotional always for women. Um, but I do think as a whole, it probably is more emotional for us, but then it also taught me that it's not emotional for men. I would agree with that, but I I was just wondering on the other side of the table being both males. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a great question. I actually think it is more emotional for women. Number one, because there's more risk that the, the woman is taking. If she gets pregnant, that's a lot more of a problem for the woman than it is for the male. And so I think there's a lot more. Bree and I are both going. Mm. No, I, but do, I, I do. I, I, think, I agree I think because there, even. There is, and, and there's this like, I don't know. I don't, it's I don't, unfortunate I can't that that's that way, but yeah. Risk, yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I, don't know, I don't know how to explain that. But I do think like for men, there is a sense of just getting off. I'm just going to say it. And and I think that even, you know, in the gay world, it's also why maybe there's a little more promiscuity for gay men. And I don't necessarily believe that because I know there's a lot of straight people who are, you know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, they've called me. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that was one of my questions in, in your history, we'll say. Have you noticed... Like since you've come out and you've been with men, whatever has happened, have have you noticed if there's like more emotional? Like, is it just like a person to person thing, or have you noticed it more with like your female friends or female people in the past? Is there more emotion connected to sex with females yes. or males? Okay, the more emotion. So for with females, your experience, yes, um, I would say there's definitely more emotion with females than males for sure yeah and i would i mean i would agree with that i would but it's also supposed to be emotional so what if some what if a one night stand is not emotional am i supposed to feel guilty about that because i don't absolutely not an emotion do you know what i mean yeah absolutely not and and i think that like oh how do i i think guilt I think, yeah, I think guilt comes naturally, personally. I don't think guilt needs to be pushed onto people. I think that 
you know, if the, if the, um, circumstance feels right and it's, it's, I think that's fine. Like do it and make sure that you protect yourself. Make sure that your caution, you know, is all your walls are up essentially. Um, but great. But, um, I think the most important thing to talk about to your daughters, in my opinion, is consent. Agreed. Is to let them know that they have a choice, that they have a voice. They can say yes and they can say no. And that just because their boyfriend or whatever it is, they don't have to do it. Um, and I kind of just got off on a little tangent here, but... Um, but even though, you know, we get caught up on the situations all the time. And I think that's both male, female, that we just, we know we get caught up in situations. Um, but I think the most important thing is helping them understand that there is consent involved. Um, and then the education of the emotion that's involved as well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and th- thinking through all this, I think the way to make it less awkward on having these conversations with your kids is really to start young. Absolutely. You know, they, they say now that you really should be having these conversations about sex and about bodies and all this from the time that they're, I mean, you should be teaching your kids from the time that they can talk the correct terminology absolutely that you should be teaching them that it's a penis that it's a vagina absolutely and then you know when they're five you should be you should be teaching them a little bit about sex and letting them ask questions if they want i mean they need to be obviously correct for the age age appropriate yes but it makes it less awkward never never appropriate i think as adults it might be great gonna find that someone's getting white elephant gifts so so let me bring in this into the topic because justin you're here you are a step parent just as i am yeah to a daughter uh-huh so i am always almost scared to the point where i don't want to bring up anything because i don't want people or her going to anybody else saying well no my stepdad says blank, blank, blank about sex or vaginas or boobs or something. And it coming back to me in like a legal standpoint. And Do you feel scared be, that way or is that like a... That's a really great question. Um, so no, I, I've never felt scared that way. But personally, I've never seen anything i've never had those like so, so i guess one of my ptsd moments was i was on a deployment thank goodness this was probably the only time on deployment i was happy to be away from my family was whitney called me in a panic saying cps has called me and i have to go meet with them asap and i was like about what and they're like about our daughter my stepdaughter mm-hmm and it was it, it was she was going to daycare at the time we were potty training um i had actually taken her to the doctor like the week before just for a yearly checkup and i mentioned that she seems to be touching herself a lot yeah and he said it's totally normal they get the diaper off now there's not as much padding there they can feel things that's a it's a good sensation yeah and so they kind of learn to do that it's it's totally normal yeah well, something happened at daycare where they also picked up on that. And because it's a sign 
it can be a sign for like sexual sexual abuse. abuse. Okay. Yeah. They are legally required to call yeah. CPS. So they did. It was the worst experience that, of my life. And at, mm -hmm. that, and at that point, they called in every male that had contact with her. Which they didn't was, call anyone in. Well, well, well. The I meant like everyone is in. Like they they called your husband, your ex husband. They, they called your they called your grand no her grandpa, which is your dad, right? No. Or they asked about no, it. No, no, no. So what happened? Just for <laughs> for most people that have never had this ever happen to them. They called me. They said I needed to be down at the office at like 1 p.m. and to bring her. So I did, bawling, of course. Yeah. Right. Picked right. her up from daycare, took her down there. They interviewed her separately. They interviewed me separately. And then they had a conversation with both of us. And they basically, um, they just started asking questions like, have you noticed anything out of the blue? Has she started acting weird? Um, you know, and I told them that I had already had the conversation with her doctor and I had to give the doctor's information so that they could call and verify that that conversation had happened. Um, but they did ask, you know, like what, what people are in her life yeah. daily, who is around her, who, who is with her possibly by herself, you, you know, were, you were living with your parents. I was, I was living with my parents. And so my ex-husband was also living with his parents at the time. You know, I mean, it, it did call of course. And then every, every person's on guard after that. I mean, it really was a horrific experience, but I'm also grateful that if there was a question that it was also it was dealt good. with. Right. It was right. Good and that that's they did right. That. Exactly. Yep. At the same yep. time, that was like the one point in my life on my deployment where I was like, wow, holy I, crap. Yep. Like, I am so glad that I'm away from that because to now almost, protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, almost to a point that it would probably come back to me of like, hey, we want to talk to you yeah. because you're a new male in her life yeah, and you're you know with her mother. Anyways, now it's still to that point where I'm like, yeah. ooh, I, I, I don't want to talk about periods. I don't. And then half of it, like it's a, it's a multi-stage yeah. thing of my life of what has happened. So I was in a bubble regarding sex growing up because we never talked about it yeah and then there was that event and so now i'm like ooh, i don't want to bring up anything that has yeah. to do with sex or I, I anything can, like that. and i can totally understand that and i think that for us i don't know i have a different relationship with with our 13 year old that number one, I don't have those. We don't have those conversations, obviously if we, it's usually when we're together, um, right. that we really have the conversation. And I think that, um, she probably appreciates me being around during those conversations. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of the one that makes, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. He's a little lighter <laughs> than the rest of us. <laughs> you know, I make a joke here and there to make it just more natural and, and things like that. But no, I, I think that's a good point. I, I think that I definitely have protected myself. I, I never bathed her when, you know, I just, I let Curry do that. That was, you know, always Curry. And so I, but as far as like really having those conversations, I'm definitely involved in them, but it's always together. You're not, you're not leading them by yourself. Yes, correct. correct. That's always been my thing is I, I yeah. cannot do that, yep. but I'm sure there's people listening Yeah, that are step parents in one aspect or another. Yeah. 
And so that was that was my big thing on this. Is I was always like, Whitney, you got this. I'm going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm he go he to was the like gym. not even involved. I'm but do I, I do think other than talk to her about. But it. I do think you need to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. I think she needs yep, to know absolutely. that we're on the same page with it. That there is no shame in having these conversations with either of us. Yeah. Well, I think at some point I will be. You'll do I, it, I, even I, though I, you're I, uncomfortable. I, I I do think that I will, just because. I, right now, I don't think it's the correct time. I'm assuming that later I will. You'll jump in when she's and a I, teenager. And I grew up I grew up with all brothers pretty much. I, I do have a sister, but she was younger than me. Yeah. So it was me and so, my yeah. two brothers. So there was three brothers kind of growing up together. Now I'm in a household of females. <laughs> <laughs> it is completely different. Right now I have my car. There's lights inside and they're just pink. I have pink lights in my car <laughs> because I grew up with all, right now I'm living with all but, females. Yeah. But, but it's a different aspect. I think, Brad, I think it's important too that to, we're not perfect and we're not going to get this parenting thing perfect. And no if, matter if you're the real no parent or the step Exactly, it exactly. Matter. And I think that no matter what, as long as your intentions are good and as long as we're trying to do better than the generation before us or, you know, like that, that's, that's, that's progress. You know, and if we can change the conversation from what we got growing up to something different, and then our kids can change that for their kids, and eventually it gets better and better each time. And I think that's the most important part about all of this is that we just try our best to make it better for the kids that we have. When I think a lot of our conversations start with that, start with, you know what, this might not be the right way to say this. This may not be the right route to bring this up. But let's have the conversation and let's at least talk about it. And it may not be right, but it's how we're going to have it today. And we might have it different later, but today we're going to have this conversation and pausing the conversation when, when I'm driving home from school and saying, Hey, you had your maturation class today. Let's talk about it when we get home and talking about it together. So like you said, Whitney, that we're all on the same page, that we're all having that conversation together and that it isn't awkward. It's not a secretive in the car before we get home. That it's let's have we it together. We only talk about this in the car. We're not going to bring it home with us. We're not yeah, gonna, no yeah. one's going to talk about it later. But let's. But hey, let that's a great conversation you had that class today. Let's talk about it later. Let's talk about it after dinner. Let's talk about it over dinner. Let's yeah. make it natural. But let's talk about it when we're all together. See, and I think I think at our household, I think unfortunately they're going to go to Whitney before. Before me, for sure, on everything, <laughs> and that's okay. Because, because and I'm, that's okay. Because I'm going to be the person of like, hey, you know, like if they came to me first, this would be the scenario of like, hey, I had sex with so and so. What the beep? <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? Like, what the hell happened? That that's going to be me right off the bat. And then once once I get my little bit of aggression out, I'll probably be like. Like, I hear all of you guys always talking, like, well, no, like, we want to hear, like, no, tell us more, like, tell us more, because we, we want to help you. I am, like, the opposite for the first little bit of, like, what the shit, like, I told you how many damn times that I tell you, you need Don't to do, do this. So, or, so, and so, and so, and right. so, and so, and so. And that's half of my upbringing. It's absolutely. My military yeah, absolutely. background. Yep, absolutely. It's all of these things. Yep. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm a very realistic person yeah 
And so after I analyzed things, I'm like, okay, what did I do at that age? Okay, well, I did the same damn thing, even though my dad told me not to. And that's when I come to realization of like, hey, we need to now almost coach this child of so, so, and so. You know, we need to do say, hey, well, was it protected? If it wasn't, what are the steps we need to do now? Right, right. You know, like, did you, do you know what the consequences are? All these things. But I guarantee you, the first 24 hours, <laughs> the, I guarantee you, the, be, so if you ever listen to this podcast, I need eight hours to sleep on it. <laughs> That's true. If I sleep on it eight hours the next day, it's going to be a different conversation then because I'm going to be able to. And then you know you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to joke about it. I'm going to say, "Hey, remember, blah blah blah." Yeah. Well, we need to think about this, this, and this now. So I agree with you 100, percent Brad. And I think that for for me, it's I kind of fear the day that that comes because I know it's going to come, but I fear it because in my head, I'm like, I really don't want that to happen. But at the same yeah, time, I know it's going to happen, and I want to eliminate the guilt, the shame, and all of that that's involved in it. Um, but no, for sure, I think that's a very valid point. And I think that going back to we were we were brought up a totally different way than what our kids are being brought up as now. And so part of that is going to play on how our reaction is. And, yeah, that's very true. And, you know, and, and I think that's okay. That's okay. Well, and I was going to say kind of uh, what Curry was saying, you know, continuing the conversation. I think a big thing also to let your kids know is you're not the end all be all in this conversation. You're not the dominant person of this conversation. You want it to be a conversation. You don't want to be speaking at your child. And I think it's okay to admit when you're wrong or when you don't know something, if they have a question and you don't know, I think it's perfectly fine to say, we should do some research together or right. let me look into that. And then we can have a conversation about it with the information Absolutely. I find. I don't think, I don't think you should ever pretend to know something that you don't know. And I think, I, I think that all around when kids are asking questions that you should be honest of if you don't know or not, you know, but yeah. especially in this kind of such a big topic, you shouldn't be the end all be all in that conversation. When I think bringing up the idea of this is what it means to me and this is what it, what I experience and this is my thoughts on it and yours can be different yeah. and letting them know, like you said, that they can experience, they can see it differently. They can experience differently, but this is what it means to me. I think it would even be good to talk about what you were talked about, which is zero you know, and like when you're having these conversations, I think it would be good to hear like, hey, my parents did not talk about this at all. Yep. But I feel that it is a very relevant piece of everyone's life, no matter who you are. It's a relevant piece and we want to talk to you about it. What What do you want to hear about? What do you, you know, ask? I, I think even asking questions so while having this conversation would be great because I never, I never got that. Yep. Still, still to this and, and, day, it's very yeah, taboo. Yep. And, and the that, questions are where you find out where your child is at by asking those open-ended questions. Well, and I think that like you're a hundred percent correct. Like that's like when we had that conversation with our 13 year old, that's kind of what we did is like, Hey, you just had this class which I think the maturation class is fantastic. I don't. I I prefer 
there being more sex education in schools, but that's just, I don't want to get political here. But, um, but I think it's a perfect opportunity to ask our kids, okay, so do you have questions? You know, do you, what do you want to know more about? And providing an opportunity for them to feel safe in asking those questions without judgment is super important. And I think that most kids, as long as they feel safe and feel comfortable, will ask, will ask you any questions that they have. So, and I think that's eliminating the fear and the shame out of it that they do feel safe. And you ask the questions of where are you at? How much do you know? How much do you want to know? And figuring out where they're at does eliminate the shame. And like you said, Whitney, is not telling your kid this is how it is, but this is what my experience is, or this is where I'm at, and letting them experience it for themselves. Yeah, allow it to be a conversation. Be open, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on my on my last week or two of my deployment, I got sick and I had to take Benadryl. Anyways, I ended up uh, going down a rabbit hole. I bet you did go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <I> bought, <laughs> so on Amazon, if you've ever ordered anything on Amazon, it tells you at the bottom of the page what other people that have ordered, in my case, popcorn. If you ever order popcorn from Amazon, it'll take you on a rabbit hole down to crotchless panties. <laughs> so Wow. So my family Wow. And my family never in a million years would you say the term crotchless panties. Whitney's family, on the other hand, that's the first thing she tells her mom. <laughs> well, Brad bought popcorn and it turned into a crotchless panty purchase. <laughs> Anyways. So it's like taboo and embarrassing as that is. It was actually it was actually nice because then everybody kind of knows where we are at. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a totally normal thing. And I'm sure more people than I have gone down, maybe not that rabbit hole, but a sexual not rabbit hole. Curry <laughs> Curry has gone down plenty of rabbit holes. <laughs> Just to be clear, it's I don't bright know. bright red right now. I opened, I popcorn. opened that. I bought popcorn. That's where I stopped. <laughs> so, anyways, I we opened this package. It was a mystery package out of like the 30 that we got down that rabbit hole. Brad, you're I killing never me saw here. These, you're killing me here. I, I never I saw these. mystery cro- packages. <laughs> I never saw these crossless panties. <laughs> Again, until like four years later, and we were moving our house, and the, these <laughs> reappeared. Sure they went to <laughs> they I went, bought them. <laughs> they went to Goodwill. Now our neighbors bought them. That is the rabbit this hole. This is why we're such good friends. <laughs> Connected by crotchless panties. But I mean, that's one of those things of like being open. My family would never in a million years talk about that, whereas Whitney's family. They kind of they talk about that kind of weird shit. If you can turn it I into don't a talk joke, about it. it's everything's on the table as and, long as it's a joke. And I think that going back to that, Brad, I think that's perfect because I think we all need to be more honest, more open, and and own what it is we're doing or what it is whatever it is we're doing. Who on cares? I mean, you don't need details, but I mean, totally. every, everybody is sexual. <laughs> Obviously, 
Absolutely. Everybody's having kids so they know what the hell's going on. Yeah. But yeah. yet no one will talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we need to be more honest and open and who cares? Like, as long as we enjoy it, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I don't enjoy crotchless panties, but... <laughs> I That's mean, false because does, he but. bought he bought ours from the the, the Salvation Army. So, wow. Uh, Curry, if you could sum up one way to talk to your kids about sex, what would it be? Yeah, I would say it'd be open, open communication, and a lot of questions. Justin, I think removing guilt and shame from the conversation and allowing them to, again, yeah, answer or you know, ask questions and feel okay with the conversation and not be this taboo, shameful experience. Brad, anything to add to that? Uh, Not really. I think the kind of the same thing of just the openness and not being taboo about things. And, you know, to Curry's like just questions about stuff because like, like I said, I dated the same girl in high school for four years and I'm not one time did my parents say don't have sex. But looking back, I'm sure that's exactly what they were thinking, but they never said a word about right. it. Right. And, you know, we were good for so long. But if they if they would have said, like, do you have questions about it? Like, if you do have sex with her, this, you know, these things can happen. Yep. If you don't do A, B, and C. You don't yep. wear, you know, condoms. She's not on birth control. All these things can yep. happen. And then it probably would have been a different story in my head of like, all right, well, if I do those things, like I should probably have a condom with me or ask if she's on birth control. Yep. But because those things were never brought up, it was just... For sure. It was one of these random nights. Uh, it went a little further than expected. And nothing nothing ever was talked about ever ever again with my... Or I shouldn't say ever again. Yeah. But nothing was ever talked about with my parents and and or the girlfriend at the time. It, things happened and that's what it was. But there was no questions of, hey, I didn't wear a condom or whatever happened. I don't know. It was just there was there was no questions or there was no Q and A at the end of <laughs> just said. said <laughs> well, that's another said, thing we didn't talk about is also learning to talk to your partner about it yeah. or the person that you are going to have, have sex with. That's, that's also a big thing that I guess we should be talking to our kids about is they should be having these conversations Absolutely. with the person they're yep. going to sleep with. Yep. yep. Right. We're having it with our kids, but they need to be having it with their partners as well. Yeah. We just need to, to make be it. clear. Uh, Brad was never having sex in high school. It was just soaking. <laughs> Docking. Docking. Possible <laughs> Totally <earth-breaking>. separate. Totally. <laughs> I was basically a virgin until I got married. Uh, like I said, we're going to receive so many letters on this being false. Okay, but wait, Whitney, I want to hear your perspective. What's your thoughts on this? No, I agree with all of you. Like, I can't even think of anything to really add to, add to it. I think we need to be having these conversations from an early age. So they're, it's not as awkward when your kid becomes a teenager and all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, I probably should have this conversation. I agree. You yep. know, I, I think if you can have a little by little, that's going to be the best way. But if you already have teenagers and you didn't do that, yeah. you still should be having the conversation with them. When I think the conversation in a natural 
way. If you sit down and say, we're going to have a sex conversation. It's going to be And awkward. you've never had that conversation. It is going to be awkward. But you know what? To the, that credit, sometimes I think that might be the way it needs to start. But at least you had it. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is going to be awkward because we've never talked about it, but I really do want to talk about it. And I want you to know that we're comfortable with having this conversation. If you have any questions, feel free to talk to us about it. We're not going to shame you. We're not going to guilt you. We just want to answer any questions you might have. Yeah, we want you to be safe. And I'm going to be the parent as they're walking out the door on a date like, hey, make them wrap it up. Make them wrap it. Make them wrap it. Wrap it twice. (laughs) Brad's going to be handing condoms out like (laughs) on their way out the door. from the bull. Make sure you take one of those. I'm going to give them at least four and say, hey, this is for one time. And I'm also, Whoa. I'm going to be cleaning my, wow. <laughs> no, like you better wrap it up four times. Oh. Oh. And I'm going to be cleaning my gun while you're gone. So she better be home by nine o'clock, wow. maybe 830. The devil's out at all times, like I said earlier. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. It seems like this was a conversation we could literally have all night. We'll wrap this one up four times. <laughs> so. Wrap it before you tap it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right, guys. Until next time, let's keep it real. Yeah.